This year's CAP20 virtual event, which will be held October 10th through the 14th, will feature a book club discussion on bad blood, secrets and lies in a Silicon Valley startup, John Carreyrou's award-winning account of the rise and fall of a lab testing company, Theranos, and its controversial founder, Elizabeth Holmes. Dr. Paul Valenstein will facilitate the discussion. In this CapCast interview, Dr. Valenstein discusses the book in terms of the impact on innovation in a laboratory market space and lessons to be drawn from Ms. Holmes and her experiences. Dr. Valenstein, the book club is a new type of course for the CAP annual meeting. Can you please share what listeners should expect? Yeah, I'm really excited about this format. We're going to limit enrollment and live stream the session so that participants can interact with one another just as if they were in their own living room. Now, I don't know how many people listening to this podcast were part of a book club before COVID locked us all down, but we're going to run this course pretty much like a book club you might host in your home. Participants are going to read the book beforehand, and then we'll have a chance to talk with one another, and people can tell us what they liked and share lessons that they took away. I'm going to moderate the discussion, and I have some questions I want to ask if time allows. But this course is going to be highly interactive. It's not going to be scripted. Now, why did you select the book, Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup, for this course? Well, a book like this doesn't come along very often. Our industry, where we work, the clinical lab industry, doesn't usually capture the public's attention. But here we've got a book about innovation and fraud in our small corner of the world. This book was widely read. It won a number of awards, and it's actually being made into an HBO feature film starring Jennifer Lawrence. So the book reads like a fictional thriller, even though the story's real. So it's, it's a natural for pathologists. So can you tell us what you thought about the book? Well, I'm not going to give it all away in this podcast, but I would say that most interesting books, even nonfiction, can be approached from a number of different angles. So one theme in this book, one angle, is the story of Theranos. Theranos was a medical testing company that claimed to have breakthrough technology. It was a Silicon Valley startup that raised $700 million in venture capital. At its peak, it was worth almost $10 billion. It was featured on the cover of Forbes and Fortune, and it was supposed to disrupt the entire clinical testing market. Ultimately, the technology didn't fulfill its promise, and the company crashed and burned. So readers of this book are going to be asking themselves, what went wrong? Why did the company get so far before people started asking questions? Where were the checks and balances? Now, another way you can look at this book is the story of Elizabeth Holmes, the company's enigmatic founder. She was born into a well-connected family with a, uh, actually a big history of business success and military success. She always appeared in uh, black pantsuits and turtlenecks and seemed to subsist on thick green smoothies. I think she studied chemical engineering at Stanford, but she dropped out to found Theranos, and she convinced a number of high-profile people to become involved in her company, Henry Kissinger, George Schultz, Jim Mattis, Betsy DeVos. By 2015, when the book gets going, she was 31 years old and was worth over a billion dollars, at least on paper. So as I read the book, I kept asking myself, what about her background and upbringing 
motivated her to succeed on such a grand scale? And was this same ambition a cause of her undoing? Did the investment community that put all this money into Theranos and propelled her forward also make it more difficult for her to acknowledge setbacks? We all love the popular narrative of the visionary Silicon Valley entrepreneur. Did this narrative help her or hurt her? I actually spent a day with Elizabeth Holmes in early 2016, completely unrelated to my role with CAP, and I had a chance to form my own impressions about what she was like. And, you know, another way to look at this book, another angle, is through the eyes of its author, John Carreyrou, because he himself becomes part of the story. In some respects, Bad Blood is a detective story. So John Carreyrou was a well-known Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative reporter for the Wall Street Journal, and he started talking to whistleblowers who had signed non-disclosure agreements with Theranos and wrote a series of front-page articles that questioned some of the company's practices and claims. And as his reporting progressed, he found himself being tailed. He was threatened with legal action if he published some of his findings. So this part of the book gets a bit spooky. And if Elizabeth Holmes was the protagonist in this story, John Carreyrou, the reporter, was her antagonist. I don't know how the movie that's being made about Theranos will play out, but I kind of hope the tension between Holmes and Carreyrou is developed adequately. This, to me, is kind of my favorite way of looking at the book. Finally, what are some of the lessons this book has for pathologists who work in innovative clinical laboratories? So pathologists didn't play that big a role in this book. The lab director of Theranos was actually a dermatologist who had no special laboratory training at all. CAP didn't inspect the laboratory. But many pathologists work in industry or in innovative public nonprofit organizations that are trying something new. And it's not difficult to put yourself in the shoes of a pathologist working in or interacting with a company, something like Theranos. And for me, the book raises a number of questions for pathologists. First of all, how much secrecy is really needed for business success in our industry? Theranos was a highly secretive company. Does too much secrecy exempt the laboratory from the sort of scrutiny and cross-checking that makes testing more accurate? How much secrecy should pathologists put up with? Here's another question. Where should we draw the line when we paint a picture for the future that is not yet realized? So an ambitious vision can be a great thing. It sets people in motion. It spurs innovation. But what's our responsibility as pathologists when a vision isn't being realized? And finally, what are our obligations when we hear someone making a statement about testing capabilities that we suspect to be false, even if we haven't made the statement ourselves? So I was happy to read that some pathologists, CAP members, raised questions about Theranos at an early stage and helped break the story. But speaking up becomes more difficult when you are on the inside and the organization you're questioning pays your salary or has made you sign a a non-disclosure agreement. When we live stream our book club, I'm going to be listening for the lessons that the course participants found in this book. I'm very curious about what others thought. Thank you, Dr. Valenstein. Well, thank you, Julie. For more information on this year's virtual CAP20 event, which will be held October 10th through the 14th, and this book club discussion, please visit capannualmeeting.org. Note, due to individual preferences for book formats, 
attendees will be responsible for securing their own book copy. Thank you for listening to this CAPCast. Be sure to listen to our other CAPCasts from the CAP on our SoundCloud channel by downloading the SoundCloud app on your mobile device. And we're also on Apple Podcasts and the Stitcher app. To find this podcast, search for the word CAPCast on these apps. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss new CAPCast episodes.